The Supernovas Radio Network is live. It's time for Omaha Supernovas Volleyball here on the Supernovas Radio Network. And now, the voices of the Omaha Supernovas, Derek D.P. Pearson and Renee Saunders. Welcome in to the Supernovas pregame show. I am Harris Zanarns, not DP quite yet, but do we got Renee Saunders here as well as we get ready for the Omaha Supernovas one and two on the road today versus the Grand Rapids Rise. Two and zero so far to start the season for the Grand Rapids Rise, but nonetheless, we do got Renee Saunders in here as we get DP. But Renee, nonetheless, how's it going in this pregame? We got going ahead here just shortly. Life is good. Um, <laughs> Working, working remote for this pregame and postgame show, but uh, but excited to watch the match and and see it's the only undefeated team left is Grand Rapids, so hopefully the Supernovas can take them down. Absolutely, and uh, we've talked about before. I know listening to a lot of these commentaries, we're going to see a lot of these close finishes, a lot of games that are most likely going to go to five sets uh, and some really tight scores. Omaha, they've had a couple of really close games, sitting at one and two right now. Uh, last game, once again, once five sets weren't able to get it done. So what is kind of the last step for them? What do they really need to do to kind of build that confidence just to be able to close some of these games? Because we won't be surprised to see if this one goes into five sets as well. <laughs> I, don't, I, I feel like almost every game could go five <laughs> sets. It's such, a, it's such a game of inches, right? Like I was thinking back, I'm like, we're five points from the end, three and oh. You know, and I'm pretty sure if you ask the players, you know, where could you find two points? in the Atlanta match, where could you find three points in the Vegas match? They could probably list a lot more than that, that they would, they would like to have back. So, so I think a couple things are going to have to work on number one. Yeah. Finishing wanting to be terminate termination at the end of the game, um, wanting to be aggressive at the end of the game. Um, but then the other thing is they can't let teams go on seven, eight, you know, long runs, you know? So I think if they can eliminate runs and really work on finishing and staying aggressive at end game, that they're going to, they're going to be all right. Cause they're right there with every single team. We just got to find a way to turn the corner. Absolutely. And with that being said, we'll go ahead and plug him in. We got Derek Pearson, uh, the true host, as always. DP, we'll bring him in as he's getting set up. Actually, we'll go ahead and give it a second as he's still getting set up. But nonetheless, I'm glad you guys are joining us here. 402-464-5685. That is the Sardar Heyman text line as we got an hour here before we go ahead and get to this matchup. But with that being said, um, who are some of the key players in tonight's game? As we're getting more and more familiar with this Omaha Supernovas roster, who are you really expecting to come out tonight uh, and have an impactful game? I mean, I think, I hope to see Brooke back out there. Mm -hmm. um, I think she, I went to practice Saturday and she was practicing and she looked pretty good. Um, I think there's still, you know, maybe a little question mark on how she's going to feel, but she's a tough kid. So I wouldn't be surprised to see her back out there. Um, Christina Vachkova from Bulgaria joined us. Um, she actually got into town the day of the Vegas game. Um, she's good and mm. she's just not good skill wise. She's one of the best blockers in the, in the world. Um, but she's also like a leader. She's very seasoned veteran and she communicates really well with the team. So I'm hoping that we get to see her tonight. That'd be our first look at her. Um, so those are two players I'd watch out for. On the other side against with Grand Rapid, you know, it's the Chasse Dimitrovas, Dimitrovas show. You know, those two players are the majority of their offense. 
for the Nebraska fans here, Kayla Caffey is on the rise roster as a middle blocker, probably their most efficient middle, um, tend to set her more in serve receive than in transition. So we're more worried about probably about Chasse because she can kind of hit you from everywhere. She's from Louisville. She's a great all-around player. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dimitrova, who's a lefty, and she plays on the right-hand side, but they use her back row, front row, um, two of their most you know prominent offensive people. Absolutely. And then now with this game, First road game for the Omaha Supernovas. So I'm curious, what do you think some of the challenges are going to be um, for this Omaha Supernovas team? They've had great kind of attendance. It's been fun for them at home. You got 11,000, 11,000, 9,000. Had a great fan base behind you. What are some of the challenges going to be for this team to try to go ahead and break, uh, like we talked about, some of these close losses and turn it into a win and also do it on the road today? Sometimes on the road, there's less pressure. Mm. You know, like... I feel like at home in front of 11,000 people, there's a lot more pressure to really finish and, and win those games where you're, you know, if you're in Grand Rapids, there's going to be 8,000 people. Probably they, they bring in seven to eight. They're probably the second biggest attendance. Um, Van, I think Van Andel holds 7,800 and I'm pretty sure they sold it out the first game of the year. I never heard an attendance on their last game, but if they're getting seven, you know, 8,000 people, that's a decent, that's a decent fan base. So I'm hoping that the supernovas go in want to quiet them up a little bit, you know, and, and really show like, we're great to like 0.10. And then I feel like we kind of falter a little bit. Um, and then we struggle a little bit to finish, but we always have that fight. Like they've never given up. So, you know, like I said, game of inches, let's find a way to, to get a couple extra points. Absolutely. And then uh, obviously now that the supernovas will have their second game with the new head coach in place. And what do you think that does uh, comfortability wise now that this team's kind of getting a routine and they know a little bit more what to expect with their head coach? Oh yeah. There's, I mean, I think they went through a lot last week Yes, with Brooke rolling her ankle, the coaching shift, um, not really having a ton of practices together and then having a Vegas team that they hadn't seen yet, had no film on. And it was a really good team. And having that all within like four days was a lot of stuff for, I mean, that'd be a lot of stuff for my kids to deal with. Mm-hmm. It's definitely going to be a lot for these professional athletes to deal with. Um, I think now that they're in a routine, um, I believe Bird, you know, kind of spoke to them as a head coach and kind of let them know like, hey, these are my expectations for you as your head coach. This is what we're striving to be. We've got to be better at these things. Um, so she had to kind of make that change too, right? Like she was the player's associate head coach and kind of their go-to and now she's their head coach. She's the decision maker, you know, so her role has changed also with them. So I think that communication of what she's expecting of the team is really important. Yep, absolutely. And with that being said, it looks like we do got DP in here. So let's go ahead and bring him in. I'll step out. Appreciate the time as always, Sanders, but we'll bring in Derek Pearson as always. DP, I'll give you the floor. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. How you doing? <laughs> Having some problems? Well, it's, it's when you go on the road, um, sometimes the buildings that you're in, uh, you assume people work the way you work. And we said we need the sort of things we needed. Uh, and they're adjusting last minute because as we walked in the door. And, of course, I just got into Grand Rapids just a little bit ago. So Rico had a lot to, to adjust to. And uh, Jeff, Jeff, of course, got to work. And uh, they're working on making sure that the full game broadcast is everything it's supposed to be um, for the pregame. It, it's, it's easy, uh, easier uh, to just stream yard in and get, uh, get the conversations going. But um, yeah, I just talked to Jeff. They're, they're expecting 
uh, between between four and five thousand. Lower bowl would be pretty full. Um, some changes, but as you talk to Coach Bird, you you have some information as well. Things to talk about and the league, Coach. The, the league is evolving. Um, it, it's it's interesting. We saw Atlanta, and then we saw what Atlanta did, and then the teams that came in later, all of a sudden have had eyes on Atlanta and Omaha and have adapted. And so as the league evolves the next couple of weeks, it's going to be fantastic to watch, Coach. It's good. It really is. I, From your vantage, did you did you get a chance to catch uh, the Grand Rapids versus Atlanta match? Uh, you know I watch every match. <laughs> <laughs> it's a layup, right? Sometimes you just have to go, yeah, I know. So I'll ask you this because what was the thing – that jumped out at you about this Grand Rapids team. One, they're young and they're super bouncy. <laughs> but what else jumped out at you that makes you say, wow, okay, they're 2-0 oh for a reason. Here's reason one that they're 2-0. Two, two oh. uh, reason one is probably Claire Chasse, outside hitter, Louisville. That kid is a baller from everywhere. She can dig. She can hit. She can hit front row. She can hit back row. She can block. She's kind of like I kind of like Brooke Nunnaviller does, right? She kind of keeps everybody in the same space, in the same space, mentally locked in. She's a great leader. She can do everything, and she's super athletic, super bouncy. Ramona Abbott impressed me this last match. She did not impress me before this match, but in the match against Atlanta, Simone Abbott from Northwestern was on fire. Like she played lights out. The other thing is, and I think that. You know, obviously those two are a big part of their puzzle, but we haven't faced a lefty right side yet. And so Amelia Dimitrova on the right side, she is another really good player. Um, but it might be interesting because with Herstina, Bulgarian national team, and then Dimitrova national team from Bulgaria, there might be some familiarity there, which might help us a little bit. So um, I already mentioned, I really hope we get to see Herstina today. Um, Vuk. Vukova. I'm going to struggle with that one almost as much as I messed with Van Buskirk. But now I can say it now that she's not playing. Um, but yeah, I think we're going to, we're going to be in for a fun match tonight and the rise haven't dropped a match yet. So, you know, we've got, we can. Yeah. It, in looking at, at everything, right. And then watching them warm up, uh, both teams warm up and it's coaches that thing where they're kind of measuring each other. And even the ones that are familiar are just kind of checking in, right? Like the team, all the former teammates are kind of poking. Uh, let's see what's going on. It, the league has changed in two weeks. After it launched two weeks prior to that, it's evolved and it keeps evolving. I'll ask you this for Coach Bird, and you had a chance to talk to her. What was opportunity? What was what, what was the priority? What was the, the thing on her head? If you could bounce back to, to when you first took over and became a head coach, the difference between being an assistant and then running it, what does Bert, Coach Bird have to deal with to not only gain control of the team, but feel like she's in control of the team to work and under her image? Well, I feel like she did it. So on Friday, because I went to practice on Saturday – and watched and I, and she told me that on Friday she had the talk like I am now the head coach. These are my expectations. This is what I expect for you. And I didn't ask her for like everything that she talked about, 
um, as far as what those expectations were, but she does expect them to play with urgency. She does expect them to clean things up. She does expect them to have awareness and end runs and expects them to be aggressive in end game. So I think when you're making that shift, right, when you're the assistant, number one, you're a suggester, right? You don't have to make final decisions. You suggest to the head coach, the head coach makes the final decisions. You know, that's the most you can do. Either the coach listens or they don't listen, but you're not the one like sleeping and living with those decisions. So that's one big change. I think when you go from an assistant to an head, the other one is if you have been someone who has been the liaison, right? Helping with communication between head coach and players, the players are talking to you differently than if you are the head coach. So we would want, we would want them to understand now she's in a different role, right? And now you need to maybe talk to John or John or Thomas, you know, about certain things and let her, you know, so kind of just reestablishing roles of who do you go for to this? Who do you go for this? Who's the person for this? I think once that's all done, I think that was done on Friday. Saturday, they worked on stopping runs. Friday, they worked on stopping runs. They work on earning points. I think like they're working on all the right things. It's just a matter of everybody knowing their role um, and then doing their jobs. Coach, what we're going to, we're going to go break here. I want to put a pin in the, the thing that you just said, their ability to stop runs. And watching this Grand Rapids team, they can get on runs. Um, we'll talk about how, how Omaha plans on, or what can they plan on doing. If it were you, what do you do? What do you install? What do you say to get your teams to stop runs? I'm DP. She's Coach Renee Saunders. Harrison Irons on the board back there. More live from Grand Rapids here on the, on the Omaha Supernovas Radio Network. The Supernovas Radio Network is live. This is the Omaha Supernovas pregame show brought to you by Mullen Motors. Walk around this side. Walk around this side. Just because I'm asking you to. I'm going to ask like you know, every now and then, hey, coach, every now and then you get a surprise guest, right? And she's over here talking. So, What's up, <laughs> so Welcome coach to Right. Coach Bird joins us here. She's in good spirits. She's got a good smile. Coach, give the fans something to leave with. What? Give them some words of hope. We are excited to be on the road. Road Warriors, we're excited to be on the road. This team is special, and you're going to see some fight, some competitive spirit tonight. I'm excited about this match. Thank you, Coach. Appreciate it. Go, go handle it. Let them know we're behind it. Look at that. Every now and then, coach, you got to pull. You got to pull rank. We we were talking about this thing, Coach Saunders. Um, that a big key is stopping runs. It doesn't matter what what side of this you're on. In this game, at this level, stopping runs is the thing. So, as a coach or as a player, what are some things that can be done? to help stop runs? I mean, number one, you have to be aware that the other team is on a run. I think sometimes you get stuck, right? You just, you get caught in your, you, you have this like goldfish mentality, right? That you're not supposed to remember the last play. But what that leads to is now we forgot that they've won four in a row or three in a row or five in a row. So you have to somehow bring awareness that a run is occurring. And so what Coach Bird and the other coaches did is they started sending their team back to zero if the other team went on a three-point run. So if you go on a three-point run, they're in a, say they start 17-17, 18-18, all of a sudden the other team's at 21, 
you go back to 17. So now they're realizing the impact that this makes. And it was funny on Saturday when they were keeping score, they were like, I didn't even realize they had that many already. I'm like, that's probably part of the problem. <laughs> if you don't realize that they're, they're on a run. So number one is awareness. And then number two is then training so that they're aware, right? So once you, once you start training and you're practicing and they're realizing, oh, they're on a run, we've got to find a way to stop it. Um, those are probably the two biggest things that you've got to do. Through, through all of that, Coach, it's service matters, return of serve matters. Here's the thing for me in watching them against Atlanta was how well they received serve. That whoever was on point and whoever Atlanta decided to attack, they seemed to have some understanding of where it was coming from and what they were going to do with it when they got it. What can you do as a coach and as a player to make sure that you actually receive serve so you can get back in system and, and make something positive happen? I mean, first contact, every time, like I talked to Bert, it's one of her three keys to victory is first contact. And that first contact's either the serve or the pass. No matter what level you're playing at, might be 12 and under, it might be Division One college volleyball, or it's in the PVS, PVF you have to be able to serve and pass and control that first contact. So serving for us is going to be huge, trying to get them out of system, which we already know they're pin heavy. So getting them out of system might then make it a little bit easier to know they're going to go outside or know they're going to go right side. But if they're in system, we're going to have our middles chasing a lot, and we don't want to see that. We want to see them a little out of system on that. Um, if we pass well, I think we're really going to try to get our middles going sooner, whether that's in serve, receive, or in transition. Um, I would like to see our middles make a statement early so that opens up our pins as the match goes on. When you when you talk about middle play and what's required, especially against this team that's athletic, they've got length, but they've got some real jumpers. And they're problematic when those middles start to get offensive, right? And then having a big southpaw who is violent with her swing. <laughs> She's yeah, there's some there's some competition at the net tonight. How do you prepare for that? I think just being disciplined. You know, as soon as you start reaching or trying to play outside of your space, then I think you're going to get caught reeling a little bit. So I think being disciplined at the net and just being as consistent as possible in your approach and not trying to get too crazy and wild. I don't think you have to do anything extra special. You just have to execute at a really high level. Through Through all of this, you get to the point where you you start to make changes based on either what you do well or what you're not doing well. <laughs> Coach, what do, what are the supernovas doing? Are they making changes tonight for what they're doing well to highlight that and celebrate that? Or are they making changes because they're things that they need to do better? I think they're making changes because they have things they need to do better. I think that they're going to continue to do things well that they do well. And I think they're going to make changes to find ways to make that. It's like you take that bottom 10%, you got to lift it up 10%. And every time we bring the bottom up, what we're not good at, up a little bit more, we become a better team. And I think that's going to be the key tonight is, you know, can we find some of our weaknesses, make them not as weak. They're not going to be our strong suit. Like we're not trying to like flip the script, but we're trying to raise them up so that as a whole, we are stronger. Coach, it's it's interesting. Before the season, we made, we, we made notes in circle that these are two-point sets 
and that's going to be the standard for play in, in the Pro Volleyball Federation. We're talking about 10 points in a five-set match that can change everything. Your season can change and being able to win those critical 10 points and how you play those 10 points is an, it, it shows you who you are. What can Omaha do to be better in those 10 points? You know, it, it, this is going to sound totally backwards, but I think we have to be, have more attention to detail and awareness earlier in the, in the set so we're not stuck on the losing side of a deuce set. Does that make sense? So yeah. like a communication error where the ball drops, reaching back on a block, um, you know, making back-to-back -back errors or maybe back-to-back -back service errors. Like if our awareness can clean up some things earlier in the match, I don't think we end up in a deuce set at the end. I really don't. I think we have to be cleaner through point 15 and then we have to finish from 20 to 25. Yeah, it, there, there's so many points. And over the course of tonight and then Thursday night, you, you'll get to watch the growth of the Supernovas and it, as well as the growth of the league. So we'll forward to break when we come back. I do want to get go a little bit deeper into the service side of it, right? Controlling points and then how you're defending along the way. I was watching uh, Grand Rapids warm up and they were very dominant hand specific to where they were serving like they were attacking the weaker hand on serve on, on receivers and i hadn't seen it to that level i want to talk to you about it when we come back to the supernovas pre-match uh, pre show here at the ticket the supernovas radio network the supernovas radio network is live this is the omaha supernovas pregame show brought to you by mullen motors Welcome back courtside. It's uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan, and it's uh, season one, episode three for the Rise, who, have, who are off to a really good start in an impressive fashion. A part of their game is their ability to serve, uh, to change possession, keep possession, and then get on runs with their service. And I was watching them. Uh, in a hitting line before, and Coach Saunders, they were so weak hand specific in how they were serving the people. And it's a small thing for me to be able to notice in a little while. For the right-handed defenders, they really were going left hand to, to attack, and there was some problem with it. As a coach, as a player, how specific is that? I mean, in all honesty, I don't think that was probably intentional because one of the big things you train is if I'm right-handed, I actually want that ball on my left side because of eyes, right? So I would say that that probably wasn't – they were probably intentional as far as like a sideline or a seam, um, but probably not so much as far as like dominant as far as hands go, just based on like serve-receive training. They train a lot of angles, right? There's certain angles that are harder to make when you add tempo versus like it's my left hand versus my right hand. And there was a phase of volleyball where they taught everybody to pass every ball on their left side because majority of players were right-handed and that was the strong side to pass on. So I don't think it was intentional in terms of going weak side, but maybe intentional sideline, team, you know, making the hitter have to go sideline and forward is hard to pass. Um, Deep balls tend to be an issue in this league. If you don't notice the amount of topspin serves that drop deep on that back line, 
uh, we we play Orlando here in a couple weeks, and they're another team that that has scary servers back there. Um, but I would say that my guess for them is they were being intentional as far as location based on seam or sideline and not so much with left versus right side. But there are scouting reports that like some passers are bad on their left or some passers are bad on their right. So they've, you know, like I said, people have three games on us, three films on us. That's a lot of film to look at. Orlando takes down Vegas, you know, after Vegas beats us, Orlando had film on them, right? We did not. So I think, you know, as this league evolves and, you know, everybody plays everybody two times home, two times away, the top four teams are going to be the ones that like can sneak away a couple extra wins and not go 500. Yeah, there's some adjustments going on and it's been fluid uh, and specific. I'll ask you, in, in having watched the Supernovas team for, for, for three matches and receiving service, and we understood that they were better defending down the middle than they were down the lines and that sometimes matchups create those situations. What can you do as a coach to make it easier to help out some of the receivers for, for Omaha that have been attacked uh, to get on these runs? You know, I I feel like our server receive's been pretty good. I really do. Like, I don't feel like we're out of system a whole lot. Um, I feel like we're maybe becoming too pin dependent at times. So getting our middles involved, I think is really important for this team. The other thing is I feel like sometimes when teams go on runs, we are not thinking about earning our own points. Instead, we're hoping the other team makes a mistake. And you have to flip that mindset and think, no, I'm going to earn every one of my points. And if you want a point, you're going to have to earn it too, because I'm not going to give you any. And so I think it's that whole dynamic of switching your mindset from they're going to give us a couple points to like, no, we're going to take our points and we're going to earn them every single time. And if they give us a couple sweet, but we're not going to count on those to be our deuce points. How do you get the Supernovas team the freedom to swing as we know they can? Like, I mean, I know it's sad. Like, you want you want your hitters just rifle up. But something gets in the head. There's something that gets in their way that forces them to play the game within their head rather than play the game on the court. Is there something that could be said? Is there some some verbal charge, change, challenge, something? that can get them out of their heads and to play the game the way that we know that they can? Um, I think trust. Trust is going to be a really important word, and I think they're going to develop trust as the season goes on. And the back row people are going to – the front row attackers are going to learn that their back row trusts them and are covering them, which allows them to swing free. The back row people also need to be calling out shots and giving them places to hit so that now we're having that communication between our front and back row that's so that every team needs to have. So I think that the communication between back row to front row, you know, calling shots for our hitters and then our hitters trusting that our back row is going to cover us because we're up against a big block all the time. Like every team is going to be strong and physical and big at the net. So if we can continue to swing big, we're going to know our, our back row is going to be there to cover us we all of a sudden have a little bit more like off our shoulders, knowing that it's not all on us to get a kill right away. It's going to be an interesting night to watch uh, these two teams, again, evolve and, 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 and figure out who they're really going to be, especially on the long term, because the short term, uh, you you're, you're just need to play. Um, Coach, I want to take a break here. 
I want to thank the folks from Mullen Motors for making this happen. Uh, I want to thank you, the fans and listeners for those who have jumped on the Supernovas app to download the app. Uh, those folks who have downloaded the ticket uh, app as well. If you want to follow the live broadcast, again, we'll have it available. Those are two ways to do it. You can go to our website, the Supernovas website as well. All of that's possible and available to you. When we come back, Coach, we're going to talk about lineups. And maybe we'll get to we'll get to matchups. But I think the idea is to get to these two rosters, introduce them to the fan base, and then let's see what matchups we can put together and things to look out for. She's Coach Renee Saunders. I'm DP. More on the Supernovas Radio Network when we come back to Grand Rapids, Michigan. The Supernovas Radio Network is live. This is the Omaha Supernovas pregame show brought to you by Mullen Motors. All right, back live with the Supernovas Radio Network. A bit of musical chairs here as DP sets, steps out once again, but he will be returning with us shortly as we're about 25 minutes away before we go ahead and tip off for the volleyball. Uh, Omaha Supernovas 1-2 versus the Grand Rapids Rise. First home game. We're here with Renee Saunders. As always, I'm Harrison Arms back here at the 1040 Ticket Studios. Uh, but Renee, I'll go ahead and give you the floor here. As I know, when you and DP were talking, you were breaking down these rosters. So without further ado, I'll go ahead and give you the floor. Oh, you're awesome. They're having some issues there, huh? <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, you know, hey, first road game for them too. So there's there's a few factors at play, but they will be returning with us shortly. And of course, right when we get to the uh, six o'clock here, we'll have that coverage for you. Well, they better have it figured out by the time I get <laughs> to Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to start, I'm going to start with Grand Rapids because I think that I'm most sure about their lineup because um, they've been pretty consistent in the matches they played. They've started, you know, the two matches they started the same, well, not the same. They started Nia Grant in the first match mm-hmm. against Columbus and they actually switched up and now they have Marin Grote in, but their outside hitters, Claire Chasse and Simone Abbott, like I said, both very, very good outside play outside hitters. They can go all the way around. Um, I think maybe we can exploit Simone a little bit on serve receive, make her do a little bit more work. But her last match against um, oh, everything's running together. Who did they just play? I just watched it. Atlanta. Yes. Like yep. she went off. She had a fantastic match against against Atlanta. Didn't see the same person against um, Columbus. So it'll be interesting to see how she plays this game. Chasse is like steady Eddie. You know what you're going to get with her every single time. She's going to get her kills. Um, she looked a little bit more human this last game against Atlanta. She, I think she only hit like, I think she hit under 100 when in the first match, I think she hit 300, 400, something like that. In the middle, we see Husker, former Husker, Kayla Caffey. Big jumper out of Chicago, Illinois, Mother McCauley. Um, interesting connection. Kathy George, the head, co- head coach for the Grand Rapids Rise, is also a Mother McCauley graduate. And uh, my Scott Catholic plug, we head out to ASICS tournament every year, and Mother, it's hosted at Mother McCauley. And they've had a lot of great players go through that program. Obviously, two connections right there to the Grand Rapids Rise, which I think is pretty cool. Um, so Michaela, or Kayla Caffey in the middle for them. And then Marin Grote. Um, from Washington, six foot four, pretty tall, long. They don't set her a ton, um, but they set her enough that you have to respect it. So she's she's the other middle. But Kayla Caffey is the one that, you know, she's hitting 600 a game. Like if she does get set, she's probably going to put the ball away. She's got a really, she's real bouncy, real active wrist um, and a really smart player, great blocker. Um, we, I loved watching her as a Husker. I was sad when she left and mm-hmm. then she went to Texas and won a national title there. So um, 
setter is Ashley Evans out of Purdue. It's kind of a Big Ten heavy team in a way. (laughs) Ashley Evans out of Purdue, who's actually a six foot one setter, pretty good size. Um, She was another, she was on the Pan Am Cup where they won bronze in 2022. Great all around player, great court sense. She can get the ball to everybody, but she knows who her go tos are. She sets a great D ball behind to Dimitrova, who I'm going to talk about next, but she also sets a little bit of a tempo out to the, out to the outsides. Um, Dimitrova is the opposite Bulgarian national team. She's six foot one. She's a lefty. Um, she's played on 13 different clubs in six different countries and, and she's a baller, like she can play. So it's going to be interesting to see who, how we're matched up. If she's going to have potentially Brooke on her or Paige on her, or, um, or if she's going to get Betty, Dela Cruz on her. So it'll be some of the matchups are going to be interesting based on strengths. Um, for Libero, they've started Sponsel um, in both matches at Libero. And I would assume she was a Loyola Marymount to UCLA kid. She's been on the AVP and FIBB tours. A lot of the really good ball control kids, like the ball control professionals, mm-hmm. are coming out of the beaches. You know, even Jess Landsman on our team, you know, the last thing she played was beach before she came back to play indoor. So Sponsel has played AVP, FIVB, and she's on Team USA Beach. So <laughs> That's quite she, the might, resume. she might be able to dig a couple balls back there. Um, outside of that, I did not see them sub a whole lot in either match. I mean, they're kind of ride or die by those seven players, and I wouldn't be surprised if they ride or die by them again. They might throw somebody in to serve. Um, but I don't, I don't see them making a lot of changes outside of that. Absolutely. And with that being said, um, as you're kind of breaking down and we, we get an idea of how much experience is on these rosters as you're breaking that one down right there. But nonetheless, we do got DP back. We'll bring him in as always. So we got DP back with us. Uh, DP, let me make sure we're all plugged in before we get out of here. But sounds like we're we got good. him here with us. We're all set. All right, yeah. DP, the floor is yours. Yeah. It's, it, so, Coach, I have to I have to laugh a little. Um, Are you in a closet? Oh, oh, Coach, <laughs> you don't understand. I, uh, I'm finding great amusement in uh, we are at the top of the arena. Oh. Yeah. And it's Bird's dark. eye view. Oh my goodness! It, you talk about it. it is it, this is eagle eye? Like you guys, <laughs> we're going at a different level, a different depth level tonight um, to to do this. So there's again through through a lot of it, calling volleyball from this range is different. Um, as you know, you seeing jersey numbers from from courtside is is difficult. It's challenging, right? Because a lot of these jersey designs weren't with broadcast in mind, right? This is not the NFL. They don't put big numbers on um, for that. Volleyball hasn't done, hasn't hasn't caught on to that. And Coach Saunders, let me tell you, I will see zero numbers. Let's turn that camera and see your view. Let's see it. Oh, he, yeah. So, Coach, so Rico, would you turn the camera? What's up, Rico? Towards, turn the camera to where. I think folks, you unplugged me. Oh, he said he may, he may have unplugged. He did. Yeah, you may have uh, lost it. Hold on here. Yeah, it, it is it is fantastic. Uh, that I think so. We're at the ten, you know, the ten foot line, but we're at the top of the building. And I mean to tell you, the the banners that they have for hockey, etc. We're above the banners. 
<laughs> oh, oh, dang. We are above the banners, and I can honestly tell you that for the folks of the stream, Rico just showed, he will, I will have him take some pictures from up here and share it with you with what our vantage will be. Um, but, yeah, Coach, it's, it's, it's a different – uh, it's a different vibe than Omaha and most other places that we've uh, that we're gonna do these games at. Like one, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm gonna be watching the big screen uh, to get some idea, some call of what's going on. I I can't even I can't even wrap my brain around it. Um, Hopefully, you know how to identify the players outside of numbers. Well, you don't have, you have memorized, right? Yeah. Well, that's the that's the cheat code, right? Is that right? If you're if if you're broadcasting just the supernovas, you can identify because you know. And then, as we do in pre-match, in most cases, you go to practice or you'll go to the early hit hit arounds just to uh, to get eyes to face and numbers rather than just face or numbers. But you always have the fallback, um, and then to see you know who's at the net and to be able to put you know. <laughs> who was that ball off of, uh, whether there was a touch. No, there will be no speculation from up here about <laughs> about any of that this evening. It's a great arena, first of all. It's a great arena. Uh, but, yeah, we are, we are up here. We are above the retired numbers and the banners. We're above the, the, the American flag. We are higher than we are literally higher than the American flag. So and and there's no ledge. There's no it is straight down. <laughs> oh, there will be no standing ovations tonight. There will be no standing and clapping tonight. So you afraid of heights, DP? I, yes I am. I'm telling you, this is my palms are sweating just being up here. You'll be and great. I, I've been doing this for, for, for over 35 years, and these situations happen, and you just you, know, you grit your teeth and you get through it. But, yeah, this is – like, they they prepared and planned. Uh, it, where they had us didn't work, and uh, I now regret I had an option. Jeff made an option of moving some people on the other side of the floor, and I was like, no, I don't want to be that guy that creates conflict, you know, and, and, and chaos. But, boy, that was a bad decision. <laughs> hey, we'll be, we'll, be back, we'll be back in May. So yeah. I think May 12th, yeah. I think, is a yeah. – it's like the very last pro game is Supernovas versus Rise, and it's in Grand Rapids. So maybe maybe you could uh, rock, paper, scissors for that tableside seat. Well, well, they had us in the penalty box, which would have been fine, but the hard, hard uh, wiring that we required in order to do this and for our affiliates to get – uh, the broadcast wouldn't work. So uh, they said they thought it would work. They made, you know, they, they brought in some people and we still couldn't get it to work. So up here we go. We are 13 minutes uh, and 30 seconds away from first serve. We'll throw it to break. We'll come back. We'll talk about Supernova starting lineup, the roster itself. There's some, been some changes made in the roster. We'll talk about that. We'll get Coach Renee Saunders' opinion on what she think will happen, what thinks will happen, and so, some of the players. There's a new player to speak of. We'll have her break that down for us when we come back to the Supernova's radio network. The Supernova's Radio Network is live. This is the Omaha Supernova's pregame show brought to you by Mullen Motors. Welcome back. 
I'm, normally I would say it's courtside. We are not courtside. <laughs> we are not courtside from the rafters. <laughs> we are. I'm, Coach, I'm going to send you a video of where we are. <laughs> just because even the coach in me, like where you've been in booths where you look down and you're, you're, you want you want to see everything. Um, there's some advantage, right, because we'll get to see the way folks are moving. <laughs> like I get to see some some defensive shifts, some off- offensive shifts. But, Coach, <laughs> I'm looking at the top of the big screen. In, in <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I just have to say good luck tonight. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! I told Rico he's gonna have to be a spotter tonight. He's actually gonna have to be a spotter because I. Did, no he, did Rico remember his uh, binoculars? Yeah, this is. Uh... No, I, I left my glasses in my suitcase. Unfortunately, I can see there's a. They need to dust the top of the scoreboard. That's how high. We <laughs> it hasn't. Yeah, it hasn't been wiped down in yeah, a while. They need to figure <laughs> that out. You guys, maybe they'll bring you a long enough stick you can reach on over and dust it for him. Ridiculous. Oh, no, no there is not a stick that exists that could reach from this chair to midcourt. No. I feel like I feel like Rico's a little frustrated. Oh, he has to be. Like I did a lot of running today. I got my workout in in the last uh, twenty five yeah. minutes. <laughs> so let's coach, let's go through it. Let's go through the lineup and what the supernovas uh when you bring in a new player. Uh, a player that's familiar, a veteran player, an established player. What does what does the new addition to the Supernovas bring to the table? Oh, Christina Vakova, Bulgarian national team. She's a stud. She's a stud. Watching her in practice yes, on Saturday, like, first of all, you know how you say Betty De La Cruz is different? Yeah. Christina is different. Yeah. She... You would never guess that she hadn't played with them. She would like come and she'd ask them questions and like be a leader in day one at practice. Her blocking is unreal. She's the best, probably one of the best blockers in the world when it comes to volleyball. She's long um, and she has great ball sense. She's been playing for a long time. Talked a little bit about her earlier with Harrison, um, but she's been playing in China. And now that, that that season's over, she joined us actually on the night that we played Vegas uh, she's a 16-year pro. She's 32 years old. She plays for a Bulgarian national team. She's She brings leadership. She brings um, wisdom. She brings knowledge. And I think the players respect her, you know, and I think that that's really important. So I think, I think we're going to see her tonight. Um, when and where is TBD? I'm actually surprised. Normally in the stats by now they have the lineups and who's starting, um, but they don't even have the, the names in. Yet, so I don't. Grand Rapids must be struggling on all their communication side of it. But, but yeah, Hristina Vakova. I think you're going to be saying that name a lot through some conversations and watching rotations uh, in 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 the in the hitting lines and whatnot. Um, you get some sense of who's being featured, uh, who's getting the additional work. And listen, if we said that uh, they're going to go team naughty tonight. What does that mean to you? What does that say? What are you trying to accomplish to move Naughty into the into the rotation uh, for more minutes? I think it I think it shows that they want to put more emphasis on setting their middles. That's what I mean. Naughty is very good at setting the middles from anywhere on the floor. She's not afraid to take a little risk. 
12 feet off the net, find the middle. Coming across the court, find the middle. She's very good at finding the middle. So now that we have Hristina, I think that's going to make a big difference in how we approach our game plan. Um, and maybe Nadi right now is the player that, that can get that ball to those middles. So she gives up a little bit on the block, but I've been at many practices where she's blocked a lot of balls for, I think we're, we list her at 5'10", but that might be with uh, heels on. Yeah, those are the old disco heels that, uh, to get her to 5'10". I greatly, that's like me claiming six foot. Uh, I need the help. It, it through, through all of it, right, that now the front line looks a, a different, looks a little different. But I also landed on this. Does that mean that the depth of the Supernovas just changed and got deeper with the, with Hersina's uh, addition to the to the active roster? Oh, for sure. Because now we have so Emma Willis was was who was holding her roster spot. That's who we waived recently. And Emma is a cool story. I think we mentioned it before on air, but I promised Bird that I would give her another shout out slash plug because she's a really special player, a really special player. She's working for NASA. She's helping like launch spacecraft. Like she's an engineer launching spacecraft to go up to the space station and take supplies. That's her day job. Then she just casually flies in and plays professional volleyball for the week, you know, the weekends or whatever. Uh, how is that? I mean, no biggie. The, oh, it's, so, it's so cool. And I wish we, before like Christina got here, we had an opportunity to really talk to Emma um, because what a team player, you know, I mean, living her dream professional volleyball, phenomenal athlete, obviously brilliant, working for NASA and able to do both of it. It just, I mean, it just, that's got to be another, you know, another spotlight for these young kids. Like, Hey, I can do this if Emma's doing that. Right. So now that her scene is here, Emma has now been waived. Um, but now we have, three really solid middles. And I think we had three solid middles with Emma, but I think because Emma wasn't here all the time for practice and everything, it made it a little bit connection wise, a little bit different. But, but if you look at Christina coming in and Danny and Tori, all three, very good, all three, very skilled, all three pretty different types of players, but yeah, it shows our depth, shows our depth at setter shows our depth on the pins and it shows our depth in the middle. We just got to find what magic combination of six or seven makes makes the supernovas ticks tick. Yeah, it's gonna be again. There, there. We're about uh, three and a half minutes from first serve. So what we'll do is we'll toward the break. When we come back, uh, have coach give us keys to the game, things to look for, maybe some players to highlight that she thinks steps up and has a night for the supernovas. Um, there's lots to talk about here. And again, the two and zero undefeated uh, Grand Rapids rise against the Omaha Supernovas, an opportunity for them to get their second win uh, of the season and turn things around. I'm DP. She's Coach Renee Saunders. Harrison Arnes running the board. We'll tour the break here on the Omaha Supernovas Radio Network. 